What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Is It Coast to Coast? I think today we all on the West Coast, but it's Thanksgiving break. We're coming at you. We got 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time kickoff tomorrow for Thanksgiving. Uh, that's probably when you guys will be watching this. We'll have the Lions going against the Bears. We taking the Lions, boys? With, I think Tim Boyle's projected to start for the Lions. Hey, uh, I'm thinking oh. a miracle. We need some kneecaps to be eaten, and we need uh, we need Swift to go off. Honestly, I hope the Lions win because if the Lions win, then that means for sure that Nagy's going to be fired. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And they need the Lions that always have some shit backup QB on Thanksgiving. Remember <laughs> they had like David Blau last year. <laughs> Get them yeah. off the Thanksgiving schedule. I know they have to be on there for some reason, but just take them off. It's not yeah. Who started like why like who started that tradition? Is it just because oh, no. they're like one of the first teams like? I don't know Barry Sanders or something. I guess. <laughs> no, it's been it's been like forever. I think yeah. this has been like. Hey, all I know is that there's two teams uh, from Week 11 last week that played from that division: the Vikings and the Packers. Absolute banger game. We see the star LSU receiver showing that why he is better than Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson going off uh, for over 115 yards and two touchdowns. But I'm going to have Carson take it away in this one. We see Greg Joseph knocking a field goal uh, to win this game. And the Vikings will be playing the Niners this Sunday uh, in San Francisco. But take it away. Yeah, we're going to get to that Niners game uh, in, in a few minutes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the you know, we'll get to the Chargers as well with Vikings. You know, these are just, like, the kind of games that they, like, usually lose. And, like, I mean, it, it seemed like it was going to happen that way. I mean, Kirk Cousins threw a really bad pick, you know, late in the game. But, you know, luckily it was uh, – it was a roughing the passer. It was a pretty bad roughing the passer, too. It's not like it was like a, oh, you know, 50-50 call. It was pretty bad. So, but, uh, you know, just a, a super fun game to watch. Um, you know, Rodgers and Cousins, you know, had a crazy uh, quarterback duel. They were both just, you know, playing really, really well. Uh, you know, high completion percentage, you know, just throwing the ball all over the field. And uh, Cousins, you know, I, I was, like, shocked to hear this. The dude has 21 touchdowns and only two picks, which is what? Yeah, two picks. I'm dead ass. Only he's 21 touchdowns, two picks. He has a 68.2 completion percentage. He's having sneaky, sneaky, sneaky good season. Pro and, Bowl. Uh, yeah, no, you can you can go double check that. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, two picks. I know he actually has like earned, you know, his massive contract this season. He's played very well. Honestly, the Vikings, I mean, they've been like, they're five and five, but they could easily be like, uh, you know, they could easily be like seven and three, eight and two. They've had a, a few, a few games that, uh, you know, they've lost last second to, you know, some BS Thank or a like, missed kick or whatnot. So like the Vikings, they do one thing really well, which is their offense. And their offense is definitely one of the best in the league. They showed it, uh, you know, showed it on Sunday. Um, you mentioned it, and we had insane fantasy production. I mean, Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams just, like, you know, going back and forth of just wide receiver ones, just, like, you know, al alpha dog wide receivers going at it. They both had seven-plus receptions, over 115 yards. They both had two touchdowns. And then, uh, you know, Thielen and Valdez Scanling as well. They, you know, they wanted in on the fun. Thielen had, you know, eight catches, 82 yards, a touchdown. Uh, you know, Valdez Scanley had four catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown. It's a really, really fun game. And uh, I'm just interested to see how the Packers respond to this because, I mean, uh, you know, this is – besides, you know, besides that Cardinals game, it's the first time they've been tested in a, in a couple weeks. So I'm interested to see how they respond to uh, – uh, they're playing the Rams next week. So that's going to – that should be another good game too. Um, but, yeah, crazy, crazy game. 
Um, you know, Kirk Cousins, man, when he's when he's playing in that early slot or that afternoon slot, he's elite. he's elite, man, and he showed it. You know, he showed it. Uh, um, it's crazy to look at Justin Jefferson's on pace to outpace his stats from last season. He's one yeah. touchdown away from tying his total from last year, and he's averaging ninety, almost ninety-five yards a game when he averaged 87 and a half. And there's no sophomore slump in this guy. He's just uber talented. As much as people love Jamar Chase, I think he's good. But, like, I just hey, – we don't have to good. compare the two. They're both, they're both so elite. And I know. It's just, I, I it's ridiculous they're on the same team in college. It's like, what the heck? Like, I just got to rock with Jefferson, though. He's just so, like – he's such sure. a – I just like what he can do everywhere in the field. But, like, it's, like, not like saying Jamar Chase is garbage because Jamar Chase is a top. Yeah, they're, they're both elite. They're going to be running the league for It's what Odell and Landry, like – I was about to say, yeah. When they started off their but careers. Honestly, better, though. No, better. Honestly, better. Yeah. But I'm saying, like – What like, we yeah, envision them to do. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, OBJ – OBJ was kind of like Justin Jefferson and then, like – Yeah. I mean, Landry's just start reception, is a reception god. I don't know. It's crazy. We love seeing this stuff in the NFL in a wacky year like this. But mm-hmm. speaking of wacky, we got games. Chargers 41, Steelers 37. Um, man, this Steelers team was beat up. Beat up. You know, I had uh, one of our good podcast watchers chase over the other day. We were talking about this. Just like, just bummed because this team just didn't have any of their top defending guys. You know, Cam Hayward was really the main guy there on that unit. And Austin Eckler, four touchdowns in this game. Uh, not even wide, running back two. I mean, one this week, a crazy week because we'll have to talk about the guy who just ruined my fantasy hopes this week. But I'm going to hand it <laughs> off to Jose to talk about this absolute banger of a Sunday night football game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Mike Williams finally had a bounce back game after putting up a ton of duds in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, he's getting, we were talking about him, you know, nearing droppable status. And I mean, this was a really good bounce back game for him. Um, I remember his stat line that he put up, I think, like six, around like 16 points, something like that. Yeah, he's um, like, he scored a touchdown and like got like 80, 96 yards or something like that. Yeah. 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 So he probably had like Deontay a little Johnson. over 20. Yeah. Deontay Johnson also seven receptions for 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he, he was due. He was due for a big game. Um, you know, without Ben last week, he just he had like a whatever game. But this this week, I think he put up like 24 points. So, you know, great to see from him. And, dude, Austin Eckler, man, like we were talking about this before the pod. He's going to be in consideration for a top three pick next year. 100%. Yeah, 100%. He almost slipped out the first round in our draft. That's crazy. He was the last pick of our first round. Yeah. yeah. And shout out Big Ben too, though. Big Ben actually like looked like vintage Big Ben. He actually had a pretty, pretty decent game. It's time to get a successor though. Haskins is oh, for sure. sure. It's oh, yeah. not Rudolph. Go out there, get Pickett from Pit. Get someone. Get Howell. Maybe develop Howell. Get get someone out there because you got to have. It's not the, Haskins either. Is the Haskins still on the roster? Yeah, it's not Haskins. You got to get because. They got one of the best receiving cores in the league, I think, that just goes really yeah. under nose. You know, Deontay Johnson's one of the best young receivers in the league that people don't talk about. Chase, I mean, uh, Chase Claypool is like baby Mike Evans, in my opinion. The way that, like, he's such a big-bodied receiver that can go up and get it. And then Juju's just – he's so hated on for, like, how his social image is, but he's a good guy that could be your wide receiver three. Like, he's a wide receiver two 
on a lot of teams, and he can be a wide receiver three on a dominant. Uh, yeah. Hey, shout out Johnson though. Johnson, I remember last year he had like he had some you know dropping issues, and this year he's just been like tans are like glue. I mean, he made some really tough catches um, against the Chargers, and he's been he's been really solid this year. And like the drops have gone gone way down. So shout out to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the return game for not only Cam Newton but for Taylor Heineke out there at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. The Washington football team coming up with a 27-21 win, ruining Superman's home debut. But, man, Taylor Heineke balling. I mean, he's going out uh, He's going out hard. You know, who knows? Is Fitzpatrick coming back this season? I don't know because you might just got to keep rocking with this boy Heineke. Uh, 206 yards, three touchdowns, 72% completion percentage. But, uh, you know, Cam looked good. Cam looked good. I believe uh, got like 26 fantasy points. Absolute great game from him. Yeah. I didn't look promising for CMC in the beginning, but then uh, he got some work receiving, uh, get some rushing work in there as well. Um, but yeah, uh, Carson, just want to wrap it up here. Uh, what do you see from this game? Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, Cam definitely a, a, a really solid fantasy play. Um, you know, Heineke, it just, you know, Heineke, you know, He's fine. He's very serviceable. But it just seems like they play like he just has like that if factor where they play like really, really hard for him, um, even though, you know, I'd probably take, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 quarterbacks over him. But nonetheless, like he fits for he, he's a right fit for this team at this moment. They play really hard for him. And uh, definitely with Cam back, it uh, it is very exciting for the uh, for all the really great weapons that Carolina has. I mean, they have a lot of like CMC, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, like, like really, really good skill guys that have been just kind of, you know, not fantasy relevant at all the last few weeks, you know, with Darnold. Um, And so hopefully they will, you know, they will come back to being, you know, top tier fantasy guys once again, like they, like they were at the, uh, at the beginning of the year when the, we thought the Panthers were, you know, (laughs) going to be a wild card team and then they just started shitting the bed and then and then the real Darnold came out so yeah, yeah. it was it was an overreaction it happens it happens but it happens. Um, yeah speaking of it could be an overreaction and I'm gonna ask Jose this because you know we're heading into our biggest questions coming from this week and uh the 49ers coming off two straight wins uh with a huge win against the LA Rams we saw Debo Samuel run crazy and again he did that this week uh, and Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk in a lot of receiving work as they beat on this terrible Jags team. Uh, couldn't get that run game going, though. Unfortunately, Jeff Wilson, a guy who seems to always play well when he's getting his starting role there in San Fran. But I got to ask you, Jose, um, what's your thoughts on this San Fran team? You think they, they got a real chance to compete out there in the NFC? Um, not just the West, but, you know, get a wild card spot because they're not competing for the top of that division at this point. Or uh, yeah. what, what are you thinking? Yeah, as far as San Francisco, they have had, I mean, they have had the Rams, you know, the Rams number for a while now. I think that that win, you know, we could kind of, you know, we can give it to them, you know, give them their credit. But at the same time, like it's the Rams and every time they play each other, you know, the Niners are favored no matter what. As far as the Jags game, I mean, the Jags, the Jags are really a tough watch right now. They, they've had some scrappy wins. Um, you know, their defense has made some plays here and there. Josh Allen sacking Josh Allen a couple of weeks back. Um, but Jaguars, I mean, they're really not nothing to brag about. I think it does give them steam going into, you know, the coming weeks. I mean, they've got one of the easiest schedules against the run. 
um, which we know San Francisco loves to do. And I mean, they've got Minnesota this week, then the Seahawks who have been bad, the Bengals, the Falcons who have been atrocious. And then you've got the Titans, the Texans, and to finish it off, the Rams again. So, you know, their schedule is pretty favorable. And I think if they can really put it together these past few weeks, they definitely have a chance to make to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think Wilson just concerns me on Seattle because he always plays well when he plays against the Niners, it seems. But, I mean, a poor team that has been doing well. I mean, the Bengals, you never know what you can get from them. You could get an explosive offensive game from them, or you can just get an absolute dud. I mean, as long as you shut down Mixon, I think at this point, it's kind of the weak point of the Bengals, a team that, damn, number one seed in the AFC at one point this year. Crazy to see. And then the Rams, again, you know, you got to meet them. You got to win. I mean, the Vikings game is huge because both of those teams, I believe, have the same record going into this game. At home, uh, nine, I mean, Niners are minus three, but uh, that doesn't mean anything because uh, especially it's not a primetime game for Kirk Cousins. So you never know what you're getting out of him. But, um, man, a team that has been concerning this year has been the Buffalo Bills. I mean, look at their wins this season. They beat up on the Jets, the Dolphins twice, the Chiefs, uh, when the Chiefs were just going through their midseason struggles, and then the yeah. Texans and the Washington football team. Those are not impressive wins. They also lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've gotten absolutely annihilated by the RB1 this week in Jonathan Taylor, who, man, looked like he was about to put up 60 fancy points the way he was going. But, um, Carson, I got to ask you, do you believe in these bills anymore? Are they kind of just like – are they coasting, or do you think that, like, it's not who we think they are? I just think they're uh, – yeah, they're just not who we, we thought they were coming in this season. I think they're – they're very similar to the Rams where I think, you know, both teams, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people like pick that to be the Super Bowl matchup. A lot of, a lot of teams that like, like a lot of teams that are kind of gifted, like the preseason championship, like, you know, like when predictions are coming around and whatnot, they're kind of giving you like, Oh, like the bills are, should be the team to beat. Um, I think that, I think that puts a lot of pressure on them. And, uh, you know, Josh Allen is, you know, you know, he's so been, you know, solid this year, but he's reverted back to kind of his, uh, you know, his mistakes and blunders that he, you know, he wasn't making last year and he was making his first couple of seasons. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just, you know, to me, if the bill, like, you know, it's just, it's honestly just tough. It's, it's, you know, unfavorable that they got such an easy schedule because, you know, they did not look prepared to, you know, play the actual contenders that they've played and lost to this year. And, uh, you know, I, I do not think that they're the Super Bowl team that we all thought they were going to be coming in this year, but they should they should still be a playoff team. And, uh, but you know, it's going to be tough to win that division, man, because the Patriots, um, Patriots are really hot right now. The defense is on fire right now. And uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, I, I still think they should be able to sneak into a playoff spot, but you know, they, they really do have to turn up and this, you know, we'll get to it later. New Orleans, crucial game, crucial. They definitely have to be New Orleans on Thanksgiving. And because uh, you cannot lose three straight if you if you want to be serious. Yeah. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, um, yeah, Josh Allen, like you said, he's regressed uh, one drop, one percent in his uh, touchdown percentage. Um, his interception percentage has gone up. He's already at eight, just too shy from what he had last year. Um, you know, QB ratings gone down. QBR has dropped drastically going from 81.7 to 58.7 
this is not what you want to see out of a guy that people weren't really willing to hand him that, you know, top five quarterbacks by yet because they didn't think that they, he had shown enough just one season. I, I think it's true. I mean, I think he's just too uberly talented to fall off. I think he's definitely going to come back with a vengeance and um, may, maybe it's the rest of the season or maybe it's a next season thing, but uh, mm. we'll have to see. And that's going to take us to our next question. Um, a guy that's going to want to have vengeance is Derrick Henry. If he'd be able to come back this season for the Titans, a team I believe still remains atop of the AFC, uh, but got absolutely mm-hmm. embarrassed by the yeah. uh, the Houston Texans of all teams. Ryan Tannehill, four interceptions. Uh, don't know what he's doing out there. A guy that I myself was very high on heading into this season because you know he was putting up Patrick Mahomes numbers in his time in uh, you know Tennessee. And there's no, there's no lie. The stats show it all. I mean, he might not be as physically talented, but the numbers show it. And um, Jose, I got to ask you, is it this year's Steelers? I don't think it's necessarily this year's Steelers. I think Ryan Tannehill was able to flourish when he wasn't throwing the ball 30 plus times a game and they could hand it off to Derrick Henry, you know, to really control the pace of the offense. You know, but when Ryan Tannehill's forced to throw the ball 52 times in order for you to have some sort of, you know, offensive production, you know, that's not that's not what this team was built to play like. It's not a recipe for success for this team at all. I mean, right now, you know, A.J. Brown's been dealing with injuries. Their big offseason acquisition, Julio Jones. Julio Jones has been, you know, he's, he's on IR now. They lost probably one of their top two offensive weapons last year, Jonu Smith. You know, they've been running the ball with Adrian Peterson, Deontay yeah. Foreman. Like, this team, it's it's a really tough 8-3 and three team because, I mean, they, they're looking bad right now. And I think ever since Derrick Henry went down, this team has just been on a slow decline. And this is this was the game where, you know, I think this marks this marks the death of them as as a playoff team. Yeah, the slow burn. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see though. But I mean, yeah, I think the Colts come up and take that division uh, the way they they've been looking, especially with Taylor falling the way he has and a second year emergence from uh, USC wide receiver Michael Pittman. But um, man, a team flying under the radar. It's funny you're saying that. You know, Philadelphia Eagles, an NFC least team who is no longer an NFC least. They're an NFC East. They've been doing some good work this year. Especially, um, I mean, besides the Giants, the Giants are just kind of kind of a bum franchise. Uh, good, they got rid of Garrett. Hopefully, they spark some offense. Maybe use some guys like Kenny Galladay, Gutierrez, Tony that you wasted, uh, not wasted, but used valuable assets to acquire. Um, yeah. So Carson, I'm going to ask you. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts, they destroyed the Saints. Um, absolutely ran all over them. A team that doesn't get ran all over. That's the thing that Sean Payton's been known for. He's been known to holding these running backs they go against, besides, you know, the elite of the elite, two pretty mediocre games or just poor games. So um, are we believing with a five and six record contending, you know, with teams like New Orleans, Minnesota, uh, San Francisco, uh, even Carolina, uh, do you think this Philadelphia Eagles team has a chance? And can Jalen Hurts lead these guys to the playoffs and do something that not many people would think out of a guy that was – very overshadowed in his career, uh, going behind to attack of Loa and having to take his talents to Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, well, first of all, I'm just going to start with the Saints. I mean, you know, the Saints 
know, just, you know, they've just been losing a lot of assets the last few weeks. I mean, you know, Winston goes down, they're stuck with Trevor Simeon is someone we, you know, we have no, really no faith in, um, you know, Michael Thomas, you know, we haven't seen him yet. We'll probably, we're not going to see him, you know, Kamara has been out, you know, last game is going to be out uh, on Thanksgiving. And really like the only thing that, the only thing they really had going for them now was their run defense, which was, you know, insane this whole year. And then even that, you know, they got cooked um, against the Eagles who ran for almost like 300 yards, you know, with Hertz and you know, Sanders and uh, you know, Jordan Howard and whatnot. And uh, so I don't know, I'm really worried about the, I'm worried about the Saints. Uh, as for the Eagles, yeah, I mean, I think they could sneak in there. I think, uh, you know, if they keep running the ball like this, uh, you know, Devontae Smith has been fantastic this year. I think he, uh, he hasn't been getting as much attention um, as he should this year. I don't know. I think they could. I mean, Hurts, you know, I'm not really sure. Still not sure of Hurts as a as a, uh, a passer, but as a runner and especially as a leader, um, I do believe in him in that aspect. But we'll see if, uh, you know, because coming down to the crunch time, there's going to be throws that he's going to have to make, and it's really just going to be on him to – to make those. It sounds super cliche, but that's just the one thing about Hertz that I'm not sure about yet because he he really puts up some duds passing wise. I mean, he only passed for like 150 yards, um, you know, but he ran for I mean his stat line rushing was insane. So we'll see. I think uh maybe. I think maybe. I, I'm not I'm not completely sold on the Eagles yet, but this is a really good performance against a run defense that's been freaking awesome this year. So Man, I don't know anyone that just wouldn't want to see Jalen Hurts just come out here and lead that team in the playoffs. Even if they like like lose a close game in the the wild card. I just love to see it. This guy's be a guy that's fought through so much adversity in his career. But no, like him, man, he's awesome. But yeah, like I said, the passing still is a, is a little concerning. Oh no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Jose, I'll just quickly ask you: Do you think they got a chance? I mean, I'm looking at their schedule here. They definitely have a chance to to be above 500 within the next, or to be a few games above 500 actually. They got the Giants, the Jets, Washington, the Giants, and Washington again. Whoa. That is an extremely favorable schedule for a defense that has been extremely solid. This Shout out Darius Slay. Slay yeah, has Darius been Slay. He's got like two touchdowns in the last three weeks. He does not age. He, he's, been, he's been a monster for them. I mean, Fletcher Cox, obviously, always solid down there. Hargraves having a good year yeah, as well. Hargrave. Um, but it looks like the Cowboys might have a chance to spoil spoil their their year. We play them last. Um, now I would love that if the Eagles if the Eagles were one game away from clinching the playoffs and the Cowboys just spoil it for them. But uh, you love that. I mean, oh, you would also <laughs> love that. Yeah. Don't even. But I mean, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has been amazing as QB one now. You know, drafted ceiling like past really? the seventh round. He's QB one. Yeah. He passed my homes. Yeah. Whoa. Dude, you know, I took Stafford instead of Hurts in, uh, in one of my leagues. It, Stafford's still top six, I think. Yeah, sure. But he's not one. Guess where I'm at in that league? Last. Wow. I, I have one league where I'm like two and nine. I don't know how it's possible, but. I don't just... have any leagues where I'm that bad. It oh, okay. sucks because then I get roasted by my friends. I'm like, don't you have a podcast? I'm like, you know, sometimes it doesn't translate like that. Hey, just don't look at our sleeper league teams. My team decided to come out of the water, but I had Devon, I had Allen Robinson drafted on that team. I mean, DeAndre Swift turned out well, but some of those guys just – All of our teams are solid in that league, though. Yeah, now, nah, but, like, some of my guys – I mean, Jerry Judy just hasn't performed the way he has. Like, I'll admit, 
The one guy I was terribly wrong on is Antonio Gibson. He just did not pan out the way. All the rumors came out saying, oh, he's going to be CMC 2.0. They want to incorporate him in the passing game. I, I just can't draft him next year. He could be RB1 and I wouldn't draft him. It's just like, it's going to hurt too much. So, yeah. We'll move on. Top fantasy performers and formers and failures at each position. Starting at QB. Austin, we just talked about him. Jalen Hurts, 30.78 points. Uh, three touchdowns on the ground against one of the best rush defenses in the league. Um, didn't even have to pass. They have a good day and put 40 on those boys. Jose, do you see who a uh, failure position at the quarterback was? <laughs> uh, Man. This was such a tough game to watch. It was. It, it was. I mean, our team. We got a. We got an entire gang of Pro Bowlers injured. Ceedee Lamb didn't play the second half. Like this game was. I mean, we, our O line was getting beat up by Chris Jones every single play. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Every you, like miscue drops. We had like two drops from Michael Gallup. Two huge drops from Cedric Wilson. Dalton Schultz couldn't block a soul. <laughs> Like if you played I, him three weeks ago, different story. Yeah, yeah. Dak Dak wasn't perfect by any means, but I don't think this game was his fault at all. Yeah. Uh, and then moving on, running back Dub Devonte Freeman, twenty points. Um, you know, just a guy who's known for what he did in Atlanta at this point, but he's putting together some work out here in an awesome Ravens run scheme. Um, able to be the top Ravens running back because you know they cut Le'Veon Bell. You know, Latavius Murray doesn't seem like he's doing much in there. Neither is Tyson Williams, but looking at the L, my guy that I drafted, 11th overall, Antonio Gibson, 7.5 points. He only Damn. puts up points if he's scoring touchdowns. It, 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 he's like Josh Jacobs. That's literally what he is. Besides, <laughs> I think he's a little bit better. But anyway. He um, had a good game on the ground. I was like, he had 19 carries for 95 yards, but yeah, no. exactly. He puts up good rushing numbers, but he's just not a good fantasy guy. But Yeah, he needs the touchdowns. Yeah, it's a shame because we were all super high on him. Yeah. Um, Brandon Ayuk, W at the wide receiver position, 21.5 points against Jacksonville. Secondary that lost uh, their starting safety due to a targeting call uh, in the beginning of that game, uh, Rashad Jenkins out of Miami. And then they just threw all over them, ran all over them. Um, yeah. Do what they had to do. L position. Michael Gallup, a guy that we thought was going to step up huge with the absence of Amari Cooper. But do we know the situation of C.D. Lamb? Is he going to play? I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think preparing. so. He's preparing hey. like he's going to play, but he has still not cleared. Gallup and Cedric Wilson, though, big options, I think, if you guys are in a deep league uh, to try and go out there and play or uh, start, whatever you can do. Uh, it is w, the Raiders. Yeah. Adam Troutman, 16.8 points at tight end. His highest scoring game by a mile. I don't think he's put up more than 10 points all year this uh, season. Yeah. I was surprised to see um, a guy that uh, Carson, one of his preseason guys, a guy that I thought was going to do well, uh, especially in that huge improved role in the Saints offense. Uh, but the now, now he's on IR. L, yep. Kyle Pitts, a guy that he's still having a great season. I mean, not wide receiver, I mean, uh, fourth overall pick good, but he's got the talent to be a fourth overall pick. There's no line that. Uh, Belichick mm-hmm. just will take your best weapon out of the game. It's as simple as that. And uh, that's what he is this year if Calvin really dealing with some um, mental health issues at this point. Uh, and then the W, a guy that I had on my team and dropped before he started becoming a baller. Uh, Elijah Moore, 
uh, currently Jose's uh, favorite flex, and now he's wide receiver one. Uh, 29.6 <laughs> PPR points. Um, huge connection with Joe Flacco or Mike White, whoever he's rocking with. Uh, it seems like he's doing well. He's QB proof. He's QB proof. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, QB proof. A guy that I'll definitely be looking at in fantasy drafts to take uh, as early as I can uh, as it makes sense for next season. But, Carson, tell us, who is the Week 11 fantasy team of the week that I basically played against in one of my leagues? So. <laughs> oh, that, that's the freaking worst. I mean, we had a crazy fantasy team of the week. I mean, this has to be uh, – actually, I, I don't have the numbers, like – it's the best team all year, 100%. Yeah, it has to be. I think this is the first 300-point team we've had. I mean, ridiculous. I mean, QB1, my guy, our guy. I mean, we love we love Jay Herbo. Justin Herbert, 34.28 points. RB1, of course, it was Johnson Taylor, 53.4 points. I mean, one of few guys that have, uh, you know, put up 50 points in NFL history, you know, in fantasy history. Uh, RB2, Austin Eckler, who literally every other week would be the star of this week he's rb2 with 41.5 points wide receiver one justin jefferson 37.2 wide receiver two uh Devontae adams 30.5 points both playing in the same game talked about that earlier tight end one zach Ertz. uh you know him and cole mccoy got that connection he had 28.8 points he was you know feasted all over seattle's you know pretty awful defense my bench whatever and your bench it's it's a shame flex just talked about him elijah moore a massive game, 29.6 points. Uh, defense special teams, the Patriots, they're, they're, like like we said, they're turning it up. They're hot. They got 26 points, um, you know, went crazy. Uh, kicker, Evan McPherson, I think that's how you say it, from the, uh, from the Bengals, put up 21 points for a grand total of 302.28 points. I mean, yeah. Wow. First time we fit 300. Massive week. And, you know, if you had – one, two, maybe three of these guys. Uh, if you didn't win your league, that, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. But hey, I think we got two in. of these guys, and I still lost. It's oh, a shame. Man. Yeah, imagine having Eckler and Taylor and somehow losing somehow. That'd just be you could. I mean, if you had like maybe, a, I mean, oh, you could very well. If you had like the ninth pick or the tenth pick in a snake, you could have probably done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way that Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor was being looked at, all like the committee stuff in the beginning of the year. Who knows? But, um, yeah. Waiver wire pickups. I got to hand it to Jose because he's got his boy Cedric Wilson up there at the top. Yeah, Cedric Wilson only rostered in about 9% of ESPN leagues. I mean, I personally, I think Malik Turner should be used more in this offense, but Cedric Wilson has been our gadget guy. I mean, he's he's gotten a, a decent amount of targets. And with Amari Cooper is definitely going to be out this game and CD may be out this game. Cedric Wilson might actually be our wide receiver too for this game. So massive boomer bust here. Um, and Devontae Freeman only rostered in about 51% of leagues. I mean, put up, put up 20, put up 20 points this past week has scored in four yep. out of the past five games. Uh, yep. he, he's been used, you know, a, a decent amount. And this is a team that's going to run the ball a lot. Um, Tevin Coleman rostered in only 13% of leagues. Could be the lead back with Michael Carter out if you're in a deep league, you know, maybe give him a look, but I wouldn't expect, you know, nothing crazy. Yeah. Dontrell Hilliard rosters in 6% of leagues and received 10 targets for eight receptions and 47 yards, put up 16 total uh, PPR points. And after Adrian Peterson was cut and McNichols, you know, has been kind of ineffective, Hilliard might be the guy that they look to. I think, you know, them cutting Peterson kind of shows that they do 
who somewhat at least believe in Hilliard. And our last pickup is the Philly defense, rostered in only 23.5% of leagues, averaging 13 points over the past two weeks and have been very solid. I mean, currently a top 10 fantasy defense. And they're playing the Giants, who just got embarrassed by the Buccaneers on Monday Night Football, who just lost Chol his his matchup this week. The the TB defense. Yeah, had to throw shame it in. On, shame on them, man. Shame on them. Okay, I, Daniel Jones didn't literally throw the worst pick I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you would have won. This man literally threw it to like Steve McClendon was literally like standing, like on the line of scrimmage and just threw it at him, like no receiver near. I was like, yeah, wait. What? Can we provide some know. proper context real quick? So I was in like me and this guy in our league, John. We're like both. We're like one of the top three teams. Like we're two of the top like three teams in the league. I think it's probably us two and then Indy. Like top three so far, and then Chan fourth. Yeah. But anyways, crucial matchup, man. So we're about we're basically tied. I think I'm up like five points, and I have Leonard Fournette and then Ingram, Evan Ingram, uh, and he has Tampa Bay's defense and uh, yeah, Saquon. And Saquon puts up, like, 11. Uh, you know, Fournette puts up 13. Ingram only puts up, like, 7. But then, yeah, the Bucks defense, I'm, like, I'm nervous because it's it's Danny Dimes, and you know what he does. He He's probably going to fumble. He's definitely going to throw at least one pick. And, of course, he throws two just bonehead picks. I mean, just, like, you're just so, like, oh, like, it's just so frustrating, like, like, the the Mannings were just probably so oh so just oh this, no. they, they were, were holding back his ass they were holding back it was it was funny like this man Eli was just like oh there's another pick it yeah was- I know it's they basically got like Daniel Jones is just like an Eli clone but like Eli from like his last couple seasons <laughs> yep yep yeah just about yeah that. it's well, oh that. my god Danny Dimes man come on but uh and I well, lost by like six so. Carson, tell us about these must-win games coming up in Week 12. Oh, yeah. So, we already, we already talked about it a little bit. The Bills, they've lost two straight. they got to beat up on a Saints team. Well, not beat up. They just have to win against a Saints team that with no Kamara. They've really, you know, they've, they've lost a lot this season. Um, not like games, but just in terms of just like, you know, talent and whatnot. They, uh, the, it's looking pretty grim for the Saints. Um, and the Bills, they must win this game. Um if they want to prove, you know, that if they're serious or at least a playoff team, because the Bills, they really have to step it up. Uh, the Vikings and the 49ers, I think this is a must win for both. I mean, they're both five and five. Uh, you know, if one team wants to keep their NFC playoff hopes alive, you know, one of these teams has to come up on, come out on top. Um, Cause you, you know, you don't want to be five and six under 500 going into, I mean, the Niners are a little different. Cause like I said, their schedule, or like we talked about their schedule is uh it's pretty atrocious. They should, you know, win out, but still a must win for them nonetheless. And I think the Browns, I mean, you know, even though they're, they're not healthy right now, you know, most likely uh, Lamar, you know, we'll see if he's healthy or not. I'm not sure if he's going to play, but uh, if they want to stay in that AFC North race, uh, they have to beat the Ravens. They, they're going to have to beat either the Ravens or the Bengals, whoever it is. Like these are the games they have to win if they want to stay alive. Because uh, we know, you know, the Browns are slowly and steadily starting to get more and more healthy. Hunt should be coming back soon. Um, and if, you know, if they want to have an opportunity to make a run when all their guys get healthy, this is the type of game they have to win. So, yeah, those are those are my must-win games. You guys got anything else? I also got to mention that Vikings-Niners game, whoever wins going to have that important tiebreaker when it comes down to seeding. And that oh, could make a big difference. Great point. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, great point. But hey, uh, look at the betting real quick. I like the Seahawks at plus one and a half versus the football team who, without Chase Young, allows the most fancy quarterback points to – I mean, yeah, most fancy quarterback points. And you got Russell Wilson hopefully going to be more healthy this game. You know, with Lockett, with Metcalf, I expect a big game, and I think that's too good of a value not to jump on. Uh, the Panthers, minus two, um, going up against the – who's – where am I – oh, yeah, the Panthers going up against Miami, minus two. I think Cam's going to have a game out there in Miami, so – I got to rock with that. Uh, and then for my last one, the Patriots minus seven versus Tennessee. They got no one on Tennessee right now. You think Bill Belichick can't coach up against one of his old former players? You know, you know what happens when those old guys go up against Belichick. Belichick usually takes away the dub. Um, otherwise, though, we got Chicago at Lions starting off at 9.30 a.m. Pacific time. Then we I'm got- not sleeping. Uh, yeah. Definitely not waking up for that game. But then we got Las Vegas going into Dallas uh, for a big game. Uh, A team that Vegas, you know, who knows? Hopefully looking to put up a fight. But um, Dallas should come away with that home crowd. And then Buffalo, New Orleans, a game that, you know, not super crazy. But like Carson said, a must win for the Bills. And you never know what's going to come out of the hat uh, with Sean Payton and his crew. Because who knows? Taysom Hill could be starting at quarterback and they could do some crazy stuff in. Taysom Hill on fire. He can put up some points for those guys. So, any other questions? Any other things to mention? No, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. This should be posted sometime Thanksgiving Day. We'll see what happens. The line's going to be victorious when we watch this. We'll have to see. But, hey, without further ado, have a very happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy some time with your guys' families, whoever you guys are doing, family, friends, whatever's going on. This is Coast to Coast Podcast signing out. Peace.